Now, we all know as soon as the clocks go back, it can mean only one thing. Yes, it's time to start thinking about Christmas and time to get your taste buds tingling as the BBC Good Food Show Winter returns to the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 24th to Sunday the 27th of November. And among the world-class chefs appearing at the show once again is the brilliant Michelle Rue Jr., who I'm delighted to say joins me on the line. Michelle, hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, I I can't believe we are now talking about Christmas already. (laughs) It seems to come round so quickly. Every every year it comes round a little bit quicker. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't seem like five minutes ago that you and I, because we get to chat regularly, which I'm I'm very pleased about, we were talking about summer dishes and things like that. And Mm. now we've got to turn our minds to those big hearty winter dishes. And as I'm no doubt sure we'll chat in a moment about... Christmas and Christmas Day. Absolutely, and uh, for, for me, it's um, it's even more special this year because I've got a little grandson. Um, and mm. as, as you know, as you know, Christmas is always great with kids around. Isn't it? it is. Christmas is for kids and cooks. I always understand. <laughs> I always understand. <laughs> is that right? I don't know. So now, listen. The show is coming around again. It's fantastic um, to be looking forward to it. I know that you always look forward to this show in particular, don't you? Because it's got that Christmas smell and that Christmas vibe. Mm, absolutely. Christmas smells so true, yeah. The Christmas spice and uh, and then the uh, the Christmas trees and uh, and a, a little waft of maybe um, hot wine and whiskey <laughs> and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, I do love Christmas. Now the show is huge at the NEC. We'll talk about the big kitchen in a moment, which is where you do your cooking, mm. and you've got a fantastic dish lined up uh, this year. I understand. Um, but visitors to the show, lots will be coming back, but there'll be people who are new to the show. Well, what's it? like what's the hit on the senses when when you walk in what's it like to, to go around and taste all of those um those products and and drinks and things oh yeah i mean I, it is an exceptional show and and it, and it is huge so i mean you know i, I defy anybody um to, to to go to the show and and, and leave empty-handed <laughs> it's uh, you know that there's something for everybody there and it's wonderful to see um you know all the the big producers obviously and the the, the big names but it's also great to see but i think it's even greater to see these small independents that are there um and um and being able to taste uh, what they're doing and uh, and bag yourself a, a real treat for Christmas. Yeah. And some of those things are world-beating, aren't they? I mean, you, we've talked before about British cheese and British charcuterie. Mm-hmm. I mean, being amongst the best in the world. Well, absolutely. And talking of British cheese, I've got, I've got a spread of British cheese right in front of me as ah. we speak. Um, yeah, one of my cheesemongers has brought in a whole lot of cheese, um, British cheese, to taste for our cheese board at the Gavroche. Uh, but that, I mean, that, that is just in it. It's a point in case, isn't it? British cheese now uh, can rub shoulders with, with um, you know, great French cheese. I think it's absolutely fantastic. The quality is unbelievable, mm. along with... British charcuterie as well. And I think that is fantastic. And and you get a lot of that at the show, which is great. Over the last couple of years or so, particularly because as a result, probably, possibly, of the pandemic, a number of people have changed direction and they've turned their passion for food and ingredients into a living and started businesses. Mm. And there are a lot of people at the show who make the things that you buy on their kitchen table and that's part of the the romance of of a show a food show like this isn't it i think it is yeah you're absolutely right i mean the, the pandemic uh, 
certainly did make people think um and and some people change um change their lives and 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 i think food has become a far more important and relevant subject um either you know from cooking at home or uh wanting to um to find out a little bit more about food we had a lot of time on our hands during the pandemic uh but um but it was good you know to 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 actually use that time wisely and uh it's been great and i think you know what what's fabulous as well i'm all i'm a positive person and i always look for the i i look for the positives and i think uh, that one of the positives um was that people were shopping locally mm. uh and and shopping in independence um which, which is fabulous and uh, you know that that has to continue yeah absolutely now this year uh, there'll be lots of people looking forward to christmas um but also with an eye on the cost of the food that they're buying and what they're going mm. to produce and may not, maybe not everybody wants to go down um the turkey route they'll be looking for for other options um Top tips from you, Michelle, about ingredients that are good value that can be used well, and and also perhaps uh, an alternative to turkey. What do you fancy at Christmas? Yeah, well, I'm not having a turkey. I'm having a piece of pork. Actually, mm. I, I I love pork and I love the crackling, and it'll be probably will probably be belly, uh, which is um, or maybe even a shoulder, which is not one of the most expensive cuts, but definitely one of the most tasty cuts. Um, and uh, so yeah, but but I would say you know. One of the, the common uh, mistakes, I think, at Christmas is buying a turkey that's far too big. Mm. Um, and, and so that's costly. And uh, you've got all the all the um, the leftovers, you know, to use up for days and days and days. So it's not much fun. So, yeah, choose a smaller turkey or even just a big chicken. And uh, if you've got, you know, a little bit of trimmings to go around it, like little chipolatas or something, or you make your own stuffing with some sausage meat, it goes a heck of a long way. Uh, so yeah, if you're, you know, looking at a budget and we're and the food costs now are gone crazy, so we're all looking at uh, food costs and budgeting. Um, yeah, smaller bird or or a good sized chicken, and then lots of cheaper trimmings like chipolatas and sausage meat and and things like that. Mm, it doesn't have to be expensive. It's about the ingredients and the flavours and the the love that you put into cooking for people at Christmas, isn't it? Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. And it is—it's certainly about the flavour and uh, and what you put into it. Uh, and I'm sure every, if you put love into it, it will taste better. <laughs> now, ingredients for Christmas, things like spices, herbs, flavourings. What epitomises Christmas in in Christmas cooking for you? Oh well, and if you just um, think hot wine i mean i alluded to that earlier but but you know you know that that, that, that lovely aroma of uh, vapors just a little bit of alcohol in the air <laughs> and then all the all the spices that you would put in hot wine so cloves cinnamon uh, you know and uh, orange and all, all of that uh, all spice and uh, that that kind of reminds me of christmas yeah i, I like um uh, star anise in my gravy mm. just to give it a little anisey type edge it's it really lifted my gravy it's a, a big learning one for me that, huh? that, that is a good one i like that i might take that one <laughs> uh, you're very welcome fantastic I've, 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 I've given i've given something to a michelin starred chef that's made my day um now um Lots of people coming to the show. We have a lot of young people who come to the shows. They come to see you and the other chefs that are there. And we should mention James mm. Martin there, of course, Gennaro Cantaldo, Glyn Purnell, uh, Ainsley, uh, Harriet is there, all cooking on this fantastic big kitchen stage. And they watch what you're doing and they absorb what you're doing and they love what you're doing. And that 
might just suggest to them that they want to take up a career in the food industry, in hospitality, in catering, in restaurants, to become a Michelin-starred chef. What advice would you give to them? I mean, first off, what a lineup! <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is an that is an incredible lineup. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't th- I don't think the BBC Good Food Show has ever had such a an illustrious lineup. I mean, it's going to be amazing uh, and such great fun because I mean, I thoroughly enjoy going there. Obviously, to to do my little cooking bits and meet and greet all the uh, all the wonderful people that go to the show, but also to meet up with some dear friends and chefy chums so mm. it's, uh, yeah it's going to be great fun Absolutely. but people yeah people who want to get into the industry you know i would say yes please do it it it, it is in it's an incredible um industry to be in and i say industry because um you know there's a job for everyone in in hospitality and it's not just being a chef it's also working front of house or you know being a sommelier or you know um, reception or you name it you know, working in hotels there is so much to offer and it, and you get so much out of it so much pleasure out of it mm-hmm. bbc good food show winter is at the nec in birmingham from 24th to the 27th of november lots of information and particularly information on how to buy tickets at bbcgoodfoodshow.com search for birmingham winter show now michelle we, we've chatted several um, times and I, I always learn something new about about you every time i talk to you particularly uh, which uh, we've talked about before your passion for crisps which i presume is is still (laughs) ongoing but um, actually many people might not know that you did um, your military service at the Elysee palace in paris cooking for presidents didn't you that's correct you've done your homework haven't you (laughs) that must have been a great gig um gosh yeah well i mean i I did three months of uh, military training so learning how to um uh well learning how to be a soldier i suppose you know um and then um got transferred to the elysee palace because i was a qualified chef so cooking for uh president valerie giscard d'estaing and uh mitterrand two presidents uh, so um yeah it, it's really really special Some, something special i learned a lot and I, I mean I, I don't think i've ever seen so much truffle being used or <laughs> tins of caviar and lobster it was total extravagance but um yeah incredible Incredible, absolutely incredible experience. Yeah, I bet. Now, um, the other side of extravagance is using good produce well. And at the show, on the big kitchen stage, that huge um, stage, you're going to be cooking fish this year, aren't you? Tell us what you're cooking. Yeah, so I, I thought I would do something uh, seasonal, but not too rich and heavy. I mean, we think of wintertime as, you know, sort of uh, hearty dishes. Now, th- this is uh, something that if you've had a hearty dish on a Monday, on a, on a Sunday, you want something a bit lighter on a Monday. So it's a steamed cod uh, with white vermouth, uh, a little bit of orange. Now, orange and fish might sound a bit strange, mm. but you know, trust me, this does work really well. And it's a really light sauce. There's only a tiny, tiny bit of cream in there. Um, and it's the kind of sauce that you want to dunk your bread in kind of thing, you know, one of one of those. And then I've got a side order of um, a really easy and quick sweet corn pancake, which, um, yeah, it's, it's just just works wonderfully well. Mm, that sounds fantastic. Now, the, the big kitchen stage, which I've talked about, is many, many people sat there, the big screens, the intro music and all the rest of it. It's it's quite some spectacular. And I know because I've seen the photographs and I've watched you on stage. You really enjoy that, don't you? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a chance to to have a little bit of fun um, and to, to do a bit of cooking on the same time. And, and it is live, of course, so sometimes things go wrong, but that makes it even more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what about uh, your other work, Michelle? I know that this year we're back to uh, having the chefs doing book signings, which is fantastic. Um, what are you going to be signing? Have you, have you got any, any new print out? Oh, absolutely, yes. So I've got two book signings, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Uh, my latest tome, which was out last year, actually, which is called The French Revolution. But mm. most exciting, I've got my father's memoirs um, who, that have just been published. So um, as everybody knows, uh, my father sadly passed away last yeah. year, but um, he was in the uh, in the throes of um, writing his memoirs. And um, so we've, we've finally got to publish them. So um, I have got a few copies there. And now it might seem odd if I'm signing them. And it's up to up to you whether you want me to sign my dad's memoirs or not. But um, it's a damn good read. And, and what's give us a little teaser. Anything, um, anything really juicy in his memoirs? Oh. <laughs> um, well, he, he recounts all of his childhood um, and bearing in mind that he was born um, uh, before the first world uh, before the second world war beg your pardon. Uh, so he went through all of that that time um, which was very very difficult very tough um, and uh, then he actually got called up and uh, he didn't cook for a president he actually went and fought for the french army um, in algeria so there's some very very poignant moments um, and then his he recounts the story of his falling in love with uh, with england um, and then it uh, it goes all the way through up to the moment that he opens Le Gavroche restaurant in 1967. So there's a great story to tell. And there's a little chapter by myself as well there to sort of um, uh, embellish the stories that uh, that uh, it is to be a room. Mm, I'm sure that sounds fantastic. I'm sure that will be in demand. Not long now till we get to the show, of course. And there'll be lots of people going to the show who don't just want to taste and eat things, but buy things, particularly... Kitchen gadgets, for example, and things like that. What If they were looking for a good present for a family member or a friend who's a, a keen cook, what might they be thinking about, Michelle? Wow. Um, well, I mean, the obvious one would be the Thermomix, I suppose. Uh, the uh, you know that that is a gadget for making everything. Mm. You can even cook risottos in it. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm you know I'm a diehard traditionalist, so uh, yeah, I suppose a really good quality knife, uh, such as um, uh, you know some made with Japanese steel, so a global knife or something like that. BBC Good Food Show Winter is at the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 24th to Sunday the 27th of November. The website bbcgoodfoodshow.com is where you can get all information and, importantly, book tickets. Michelle, as always, uh, a real pleasure to catch up with you. I know uh, that you have to dash. You're so busy now, not least of all to prepare for the show, which comes around very, very soon. So, for now, Michelle, many thanks. Look forward to that. See you soon.